If you would, open your Bibles. We're going to look briefly at a passage I'm sure we're all a bit familiar with. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. It's on page 807. It's also uh, printed in your bulletin there, so you can just look there as well. You know, it used to be that parents gave their children names that meant something, right? And some still do, but I think many just make up names, whatever they want. You know, they just choose names that kind of sound cool or hip or edgy at the moment. In the passage I'm about ready to read, we see that God gives a specific name to his only begotten son sent into this world. And it wasn't like a made-up name, uh, nor was it chosen because it just sounds good, though over the years... Uh, Many people have come to think it's a sweet-sounding name to ears of faith. No, God gave his son a name that speaks of his son's purpose here on earth. And it reveals to us uh, the goodness of God's very heart towards us. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. This is the the word of God. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. If we want to know God, if we want to know his will, if we want to know his way, we must know his word. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for this night. We thank you for these words kept for us safe and secure that we may ponder uh, the birth of our Savior. Um, May your Holy Spirit, the Spirit that gave life to Jesus that gives life to us. May he dwell in us richly that we can ponder these things and be changed by them, we pray. Amen. Do you know what an atronym is? An atronym? I'll spell it for you so you can write it down if you're taking notes. A-P-T-R-O-N-Y-M. Atronym is a term uh, used for people whose names line up with their work or their situation. For instance, the, the head of the Scottish Avalanche Service is a Mr. Diggins. <laughs> Frances Crook's name literally means freedom for criminals. And by the way, she's the chief executive of the oldest penal reform charity in the United Kingdom. Thomas Crapper was renowned British plumber to the royal family. <laughs> Amy, I didn't, wasn't sure how that was going to go over in a church. Um, Amy Fries is a meteorologist. Marilyn Voss Savant, well, she's believed to have had the highest IQ on record. 
One of my favorites is Josh Ernest. Remember him? He was the press secretary, one of them, for the Obama administration. As Stephen Colbert observed, what a name for a press secretary, Josh Ernest. His name literally means, just kidding, but seriously. And consider my name, Mittelkopf, is German. Mittel, meaning, meaning middle, and Kauf, meaning buyer. Mittelkopf literally means middle buyer. That's my name. And guess what? I used to, in a past life, I used to own a computer business. And what did I do? I was a, a middleman, a middle buyer. I bought from HP and IBM, and I sold to corporations. I was a Mittelkopf. Now, as fascinating as all that is, Aptronyms are coincidences, at least when it comes to our names and the names that we give our children, but not so the name of God's own son. In our passage, God calms Joseph in a dream, saying, The pregnancy is my doing. The Holy Spirit has conceived her. She's still a virgin. It's okay. You can take her as your wife. You may raise him as your son, but ultimately he is my son, and I shall give him a name. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus is an aptronym. What does it mean? Well, Jesus is our English word that we translate from a Greek word, Yesu, which is a translation of a Hebrew word, Yeshua. In our English, we translate that Joshua. You know, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. But Joshua means Yahweh saves, or the Lord saves. That is Jesus' name. The Lord saves. In naming him Jesus, God is saying that this helpless, needy child born into poverty in a backwater region of the Roman Empire is going to be my means for the salvation of this broken and sin-filled world. And did you notice God didn't say, for he will save my people from their enemies. What did he say? For he shall save my people from their sin. You know, we have a lot of problems here on earth. Crime, poverty, bigotry, war, slavery, selfishness. The list goes on. And we've all become pretty good at pointing our fingers at who we think the culprits are. But one thing Jesus made clear during his earthly ministry was the problem isn't so much out there as it is in here, in our own hearts. Jesus says what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, comes evil thoughts and sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. I'm sure the list could go on. As much as we like to point out the flaws of others, Jesus hopes that we will come to see our own true enemy, and that is the sin that lies within. See, the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. None of us are the people that we know we should be. Some of us are quick to make excuses, while others are quick to say it matters not. But to all, who see the deeply rooted problem of their own heart, the name of God's Son, truly is good news. 
God names His Son Jesus because He will save His people from their sins. See, it's not until our sin is dealt with that we can have peace with God. But when we do, when we come to faith in Christ, that He cleanses us of our sin and something amazing happens, we too get a new identity. Earlier, Lynn read from chapter 1 of John's Gospel. It's about Jesus, this Word. It says that, remember, he, he came to his own people, but his own people didn't receive him. And then John says, but, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. To all who believe in Christ, they are, they are given a, a miraculous new birth from heaven, just as the Holy Spirit worked within Mary to bring her the conception of the Son of God. So too, the Holy Spirit works in any and every person who comes to faith in Jesus Christ. The Spirit gives us a new birth so that we can believe in God's Son. And in the end, we become sons and daughters of God too. What welcome news for us tonight. Thankfully, the name of God's Son isn't Mittelkauf, nor is it just kidding, but seriously. His name is the Lord Saves, and only the Lord can save. You know, pretty much every other religion, is, I don't know them all, but I would assume pretty much every one, other than Christianity, have as their central assumption the idea that we human beings can save ourselves that we can work our way up to God, follow these rules and these rules, and you will make yourself one who pleases the deity, and you can rise up to heaven based upon your own goodness. Now, many people think that that's what Christianity is. It's a bunch of rules laid down with the invitation to come and join our little moral group as we pridefully work our way up to God. But no, that's not Christianity. At the center of Christianity, it's not about man working his way up to God, but God working his way down to man. That's why Matthew in this very section quotes from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah saying, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And then he translates it for us, which means God with us. God spoke through Isaiah, the prophet, 750 years before Jesus was born, and says, Be on the lookout for a virgin who gives birth to a son. And guess what? We're going to call him Emmanuel. Jesus is Emmanuel. Jesus is God with us. God coming down. God entering our broken and sorrowful world. How foolish we are to think we can work our way up to God. As C.S. Lewis put it succinctly in Mere Christianity, he said, The Son of God became man to enable men to become sons of God. What does this tell us? One, it tells us that God loves and he pities people made in his image, so much so that he enters into our sorrowful estate. And as much as people at times point fingers at God and say, Where are you, God? Obviously, you don't care, God. Emmanuel means to us that God does care. God has come down. Jesus being fully God and fully man means that Jesus lived the perfect, beautiful life that you and I should have lived, and that he died the death that we should have died in, and that we deserve, and that he's risen from the grave so that we may become children of God. Ponder this. Without Emmanuel, we are hopeless. 
Unless God becomes man, man cannot come back to God. It's as simple as that. But if you trust in his name, which means the Lord saves, then the Lord has saved you. His being Emmanuel means that you may now commune with God. He is now with you in this broken world by his Holy Spirit. And you will forever be his child. Yes, as you walk the rest of the days of your life in this broken world, but even more so in all eternity in the age to come. Now, let me ask you, could there be a better name for Jesus than Jesus? Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is the Lord who saves. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are looking out for us when we aren't looking out for you. You see us in our pridefulness, striving to to be good people who can somehow earn your favor. In love, you pity us and send the Savior. Thank you that your son's name is Yeshua, the Lord saves. We thank you that he is for us, Emmanuel, God with us. May this forever change us, we pray. Amen.